a chance for Mule and Burroughs. They score! And the Mules score! Scores! Three in a row for the Mules! Duke has to put it up at the bunker! It's good! And the Mules win it! Coming to you from Allentown, Pennsylvania, welcome to the Mule and Mules podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to the coaches, staff, athletes, and alumni who make up the Muhlenberg Athletics family and are proud to call themselves Mules. And our guest this week is Jacob Sorrell, a senior face-off specialist on the Muhlenberg men's lacrosse team. Jacob lost his father, Louis Sorrell, to COVID-19 last April. Since January, his family has embarked on a campaign to promote vaccination against COVID-19 called This Jabs For You. The campaign features a website and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram accounts where people are encouraged to dedicate their vaccines to someone or something affected by COVID. All right, Jacob, welcome to the Muhlenberg Mules podcast. It's a a pleasure having me here. So we're not really here today to talk about lacrosse, but I I thought it would be worth mentioning. How how awesome was it on Saturday just to, to be out on the field with your teammates I know the Mules wound up losing, played a really good game against a really good team. But after a year away, what, what, what was that like just to be out on the field and playing a game again? Yeah, after over, over a year, it's been it was it was really amazing because all of our, our hard work, four weeks preparing for the season, not really knowing if we were going to play a game. Uh, really, everything came full circle once being out there, everyone standing on one sideline together, uh, attacking the game as a whole and it wasn't the outcome we wanted but we will we'll attack it next time and hopefully uh there will be an, a better outcome next time very uh, unusual we get to play fnm twice in three weeks uh, everything kind of up in the air these days it was also a beautiful day and uh, normally normally your first game of the season is played in in, in february and in cold miserable weather but it, it just could not have been a nicer day and and all things considered just just really great great all around yeah, it was it was beautiful out. It was sunny on the new turf. We got after it as a team, and all the, all our hard work came true. Uh, we were winning for most of that game, but uh, hopefully there will be a better score next time. You know what? What we're really here to talk about today is is your family's endeavor. This jabs for you started in response to the passing of your father, Louis Sorrell, from COVID nineteen last April. Before we talk about this campaign, just just tell us about your dad and, and, you know, how things went down last year. You know, you were sent home from school, obviously, in March. And boy, what a time that was for you, huh? Right. Yeah. So uh, one thing that's unique, my, my father had, was diagnosed with non-Hopkins lymphoma in February. So just two months before he passed. And uh, he was in remission uh, before passing, which is pretty unfortunate. But uh, one thing that's unique, like, with Muhlenberg lacrosse, I found out at an away game traveling to New Jersey because away games during season are just about the only time or home games that I can see my family. So that was nice being able to see them in person. Him tell me he was very strong. So he was he was battling the lymphoma, and then within the blink of an eye, I was I was home from from school, which was almost a blessing in disguise. I got three weeks to spend just with him. It was very nice. And then just with the lymphoma, he had to keep going to the hospital to get treatments. Uh, we were had two options, pretty much. He could not go to the treatments and cancer would take over, or he could go and beat cancer, which 
ultimately he beat cancer, but COVID ended up beating him. So it was a little rough that way, but I'm very thankful for those three weeks that I, uh, I really got to spend with him. Yeah, and in reading about him on your site, this jabs for you, it, it was just a few days after his birthday that, that he passed away. I mean, that in combination with the fact that he beat the cancer, um, that, that must have, uh, I mean, I don't know if devastating is strong enough a word, but that was, uh, that must have been rough. Yeah, it was, it was only two days after his birthday. And I have to say he trumped everyone having the worst birthday of all and on a ventilator uh, with none of us around. But thankfully, we were able to FaceTime call him where fortunately we couldn't see anything, but he could hear us. So it was nice. Yeah. So then fast forward to, you know, this year when, when the vaccines started being developed and, and, and started being administered. And was it in your family's mind the whole time that, that maybe you, you might want to do something or, or is it just something that, that just kind of came out kind of organically? So um, the person we put on like lead charge of talking to the doctors while my dad was in the hospital was my, uh, my uncle. So my, my mom's sister's husband, and he's an orthopedic surgeon in Manhattan and was uh, frontlining the, the proning team in Mount Sinai, their Manhattan hospital. So he was in the ICU around everything the whole time. So we figured it was best if he could talk to the doctors, alleviate stress for the doctors having to speak with us, uh, the family, so that my uncle could speak with us. So what happened in the beginning of January, my uncle in New York was uh, able to get his vaccine. And he went, didn't say anything to us. This is the beginning of January. He said he got his vaccine or his jab and just was overcome with a bunch of emotions and thought, we used to take tequila shots together, but now we're getting this shot together. And he was he felt a, a lot of emotion and figured, hey, everyone has been affected, whether someone personally has passed away or let's say Muhlenberg lacrosse was taken away from us. So really, you can dedicate this jab for a better future after once the vaccines um, work and everyone's vaccinated. So it, it was really not something we were thinking of, but... In my mom's mind, right away, she wanted, didn't want my dad to be a number or a statistic because that's all we were seeing on the news was these thousands of people. She wanted it to be him. And we um, embraced the yellow heart from early on. I'm assuming it's a sign of COVID at this point, the yellow heart. So right away, we put yellow hearts in our windows at home and painted a yellow heart on a rock, like stuff like that. It was, we wanted him to still be around. We didn't want him to just be a number. So it was, it was kind of a, the balls, the ball rolled pretty quickly, but we could, we got around it right when my uncle introduced the idea to us. Yeah. And so the, the idea became this website, this jabs for you.com and um, Facebook, Twitter, and, and Instagram pages. And, and, Talk about the concept and, and what, you know, what you're asking people to do and, and what you hope to accomplish. So uh, we, we wanted to alleviate the people that were scared of the vaccine and people hesitating from taking the vaccine. Because when we introduced this early on in January, we were seeing that 
those, the healthcare workers that were the only ones approved of getting the vaccine, some were hesitating to do that. And we were, we, we didn't want that. We want everyone to get vaccinated. We want a whole cure against COVID so people can refrain from having the experiences we have. So we want people to have these signs or our logo and print them out on a piece of paper for now and just on the line, write who it's for. So for example, I, I can think of a ton, but like my dad to hug my grandparents, uh, for my grandparents to come to graduation, a whole bunch of things, but we don't want it to be one unanimous thing that people want. We want them to adopt our ideas and take it running. So we want to see everything. We want to be able to post it on social media to say, oh, this person's getting their vaccine. Why can't you? And we want more people to be healthy. And we've also wanted to, we want to get recognition from different news articles and outlets uh, since our, we're based in New Jersey, but our flagship is uh, New York City because those areas were affected so heavily. And my uncle is a surgeon in Manhattan. So thankfully we've uh, collaborated with Mount Sinai's hospital to send it out to their, their tons of employees and customer bases. And it's, there's something about running the social media and seeing random pictures of people that we send it to our whole family. Oh, do you know who this is? No, no clue. They, they're completely strangers in Florida, Manhattan, other places. We have no clue who they are, but they were deeply affected and they have a big smile on their face that they're thinking about their loved ones during this. Yeah, and I guess the, the idea with, with vaccine hesitancy is that you're not really getting the vaccine for yourself. If you're dedicating it, you're dedicating that jab to, to somebody else or or something else, you're, you're kind of getting it for, for the good of the whole and not necessarily for yourself. Right, exactly. It's not, it's not just one person. This, it's going to take everyone to overcome this pandemic and take that step towards uh, the new future. Yeah, and, and, and you mentioned, you know, Muhlenberg Lacrosse. Uh, in one of the articles that, that's on your website, it talked about the mayor of Livingston, New Jersey, dedicating his vaccine to his two sons and all the children who haven't been in school full time. So I think when people think about who's been affected by COVID, they, some, they might think of people who got sick or, or passed away, but uh, you know, it's, it's really affected all of us in one way or another. Right, exactly. We didn't wanna just focus on the 500,000 families who lost a loved one. We wanted to really embrace the whole world and hopefully it'll, it will be national and global that everyone will get the vaccine and everyone has been affected regardless of what it's been, whether it's been work or just having to wear a mask outside is, is affecting some people. Like there's a whole scope of, of things that you can dedicate your jab for that's besides yourself. Right. And on that website is a thisjabsforyou.com. There's a there's a how-to video uh, with, with what you can do to to support this effort. And I would recommend anybody who who wants a good cry to go watch that video. It's it, it's your mom Marla 
with the song Memories by Maroon 5 playing in the background. That was, uh, that's quite touching and quite poignant. Yeah, so with that video, it's, I've been kind of immune to all the, the tear-jerking um, press that we've been publishing because this is a mode of uh, getting over our grief for my mom, my brother, and myself, as well as my other family members. But that video, my my mom had to take off of school uh, working and my aunt followed her around videoing everything she did because we have a very specific image in our mind of what we want people to do. And as much as the 1300 people that follow our account are doing, we wanted to reach more people and we wanted to make sure that everyone understood exactly what we want and that it's it's really not difficult and it's not taking time out of your day. It's just, it's just something like an, like an I voted sticker or something to, to help you get out there. And the song and the dedication at the end to my dad was just to, to bring everything full circle if people just uh, go watch that video. It's pretty commendable. And this illustrates the efforts my family did also, because although my aunt followed my mom around videoing everything, my cousin on my dad's side actually made that video from the, the raw materials. So everything in all aspects of this Jabs For You is a family effort and people from all different industries that we're all working in are coming together to, to use their, their sources to hopefully have the most success possible. Yeah, and, and also on that website is a, an art project called uh, Faces of COVID Victims a uh, 16-year-old artist in New Jersey named Hannah Ernst, who lost her grandparents to, to COVID. And it's a, it, it's a series of, of digital portraits. So, so that's another thing that's, you know, kind of puts faces to names. And it, it even says on your site, these are not just numbers, they are lives. We were inspired by Hannah. She's, she's so young, but embarked on this crazy social media campaign in herself to just do the artwork of an original picture and then she does one with that picture in a yellow heart and my dad got that and we saw that there was a huge following around her and we were like why did why can't we step in and back her and hopefully help her also gain recognition and national views together so this is as much as a partnership as as I've ever seen with Hannah, uh, we've been working on trying to get those pictures from her also to make a little memory with our logo as well. The families that she makes these photos for send these in. So it's not something she's actively seeking out. So she's filling the role for these other people. So I know my mom and a bunch of other people have masks made up and shirts made up with Hannah's logo on it of the the loved one and stuff like that we kind of used Hannah's inspiration to inspire us and like I said drag her along for the the roller coaster ride that infinity's uh the goal so it was nice Jacob have you gotten your vaccine unfortunately I have not I'm trying to. I see that there's uh, appointments on in Allentown at the fairgrounds. I know there's a handful of players on the lacrosse team that are going, a few today in specifically, and I, I made sure that they're 
they're all prepared, going to take pictures. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get it all out there uh, one way or another. So I'm, I'm hoping to get my vaccine soon. My mother and brother, both in New Jersey, were able to get it. So I hope in the next coming weeks, I'll be able to. Yeah, and it's good to, uh, you know, to help get the word out. You have, uh, you have 40 guys that you're with every day, you know, who can, when they get their vaccines, they can dedicate that to someone and then, you know, they can tell their families. And, and what a great way to, uh, to spread the word than, uh, you know, being on a large team like that. Right. Yeah, it works. It works very well. I remember I sent a message right away like, hey, guys, can you follow this social media campaign that my family's doing? And within 30 minutes, we had 40 additional like follows and requests. And my family's like, oh, who's this? Who's this? I was like, those are all my teammates. They're all they're all following it. They all like everything right away. They're, they want to be they want to be involved because they knew who my dad was and knew he he went to every game, home or away. He cared. They just, they wanted to fulfill this, even though they're not a part of the family, they're a part of my extended family. That's right. They're your, they're your second family, right? Right. So you're, uh, you're a business administration major uh, here at Muhlenberg with a, with a concentration in marketing. And, and you recently talked with one of the professors, Gail Eisenberg, a senior lecturer in the, lecturer in the business department, about what you could do with this and, and, and what else you could do, you could do with it. Um, can you talk a little bit about uh, what you two discussed and, and, and maybe some of the things that, that came out of that? I had an extensive conversation with Professor Eisenberg. I had her the two previous semesters. So I had her the semester that my father passed away. So she, she had firsthand experience of what I was going through. And she told me that I would, like my family was one of the first ones she heard of that uh, someone passed away. So it really made things real for her as well. And I know like once my, my family embarked on this campaign, I thought, why can't I use things I've learned in my business classes with this, even though, even if it's not specifically marketing, uh, could it be organization and ways that eight different brains can come together and write things out and organize different Zoom meetings for twice a week. So there was several organization techniques that I learned in my uh, non-for-profit marketing, as well as my marketing research class with Gail Eisenberg. And I've also been able to use courses from my management uh, concentration as well, including my leadership Q class right now, which is the final class in my business major, where I, I didn't really see myself as a leader in this, but now reflecting on my experiences, I realized that I was one of the front runners in helping make the social media design the, the beginning steps of the website. I really helped try to get us over the first hump for people to realize what we're doing. And I, I'm thankful for Muhlenberg and the ABEF department for helping me hone in on those skills and be able to actually play them out a lot earlier than most people are, are doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's some some real world experience, you know, putting the stuff that you've you've learned in your classes to use for this cause. You, you met you mentioned earlier that you, you had seen posts from people that you had no idea where they were from or or how they found out about you. I, I imagine you and your family have been uh, pretty pleased with the response to this so far. We have we've been we've been very pleased. Uh, it's a lot of work. I can say that much. It's a lot 
having to post a bunch of pictures daily and with this constant outreach because starting out so small and brand new, it's very hard to get recognition from people we want to get recognized from. So we, we keep having to follow up and re-follow up to, to show how we are expanding. And we're using the, the social media platforms both together and separate. So we're trying to focus on every market possible. So we, we understand that the different demographics that use Instagram may not use Facebook or Twitter and vice versa for Facebook and Instagram. But the content universally is the same, but we wanna reach all modes of people in every possible way. Yeah, this, this sounds like has similarities to the stand up to cancer movement where, you know, you watch a baseball game on TV and they all pause during the seventh inning and everybody has signs. Well, it would be nice if you could reach, reach that level of, uh, of popularity, huh? Right, right. Yeah. And we realized when, when starting it, we were like, this isn't a, a long term campaign. This hopefully is a short term campaign. So we want to get the highest amount of outreach as quick as possible. We don't have the future for recognition because the goal is to get everyone vaccinated. And once you've been vaccinated, you're not going to post or uh, and take on the, uh, the campaign to make it progress. So this, it really isn't something that we, we designed for the longevity of a career path or anything like that. We, we really did it just so we put a face to the names and the numbers. Yeah. If, if you're successful in your campaign, it, it will, it'll be as short as possible because more people will be, will know about the vaccine and be willing to get it. Right. Right. And that's, that's something I, I spent uh, a lot of, a lot of time talking with professor Eisenberg about, because I couldn't really wrap my head around that idea. And she, she really simplified it and, and made, made me understand that you have to break this down into smaller sectors to grow as quick as possible. You don't, you don't want to target people that aren't your audience yet, but they will be in a month. So it's, it's very complex. And, and she, she helped me to wrap my head around the, the ideas and who to focus on during what uh, stages and not to really waste your time on, re on the outreach to the younger population like myself just yet until they're allowed to get vaccinated. We don't want to do anything that you're not allowed to do. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So we're talking with Jacob Sorrell uh, about his family's endeavor, thisjabsforyou.com. Just, just a great, a great example of turning something that was just horrible and tragic in, into something that that's good and, and hopefully will, will lead to, uh, you know, to a, a better future for all of us as we, as we try to get past this pandemic. Before we go, Jacob, just, uh, just give us the web address again, the, the, the social media sites um, and how people can get involved. Yeah, so across all platforms, it's This Jab's For You. And whenever you post, use hashtag This Jab's For You, all lowercase, no spaces. And this will alert also our social media to be able to reshare re your posts and hopefully reach a, a broader outlook. So uh, I'd like to, to thank you also. Uh, for having me on this podcast as well. And I hope we 
can get over this hump very soon. And I'm looking forward to the, the rest of the lacrosse season also. All right, Jacob, thank you very much for joining us on the Muhlenberg Mules podcast and go Mules. Go Mules. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is a production of the Muhlenberg Office of Athletic Communications with Joe Widener, Zoe Keim, and Marty the Mule. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at mulespodcast at muhlenberg.edu or call our pod line at 484-664-4001 and leave a message. We will answer questions in future episodes. The Muhlenberg Mules podcast is available on Apple and Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us and recommend us to your friends. For the latest in Muhlenberg College Athletics, please follow us on social media at M-U-H-L underscore S-P-O-R-T-S. Until next week, Go Mules!